It's Meteorological Monday, Monday on the Weather Jazz Podcast. Weather, weather, whether you like it or not. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and more. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number 246 for Monday, October 11, 2021. Now, I'd like to make a quick little disclosure right at the beginning of episode 246. I'm actually dropping this in after I recorded everything. I made a couple of errors in making reference to this as Weather Jazz episode 245. It's not, it's 246. So when I make reference to graphics that will appear there, just know that it's at the very top. If you're calling this as a recent recall from Weather Jazz It's episode number 246. So without further delay, let's get into the content. Well, it was Wooly Bear Sunday yesterday, October 10th, and the Grand Marshal of the Parade was none other than the daughter of Dick Goddard, uh, Kim, and Kim flew up from Florida to be with us and to be the Grand Marshal. It was great to see her. It was a beautiful day weather-wise. Yeah, there were some scattered spritzes and sprinkles early on in the period. And a few people were concerned, asking all of the weather team, which was there, obviously, oh, hey, what's going on with these showers? Fortunately, we were baptized only with some spritzes. I did bring my raincoat as insurance, but I didn't have to put it on. I just carried it in my hand the whole time. And by parade time, which was 134-ish. That's when the parade stepped foot and went ahead. The skies were partly cloudy. And the crowds, you betcha, they were there. And uh, this is really the first woolly bear in two years because last year it was canceled due to COVID concerns. This year, uh, there was some caution, a lot of caution, and a lot of common sense stuff. But the Woolly Bear Festival was in high gear. And truthfully, I wasn't sure just exactly how many people would show up. Well, it seemed like just about everybody did. We had a great crowd around the parade route. I would estimate somewhere between 100,000 and 125,000 on the parade route itself. And there was a ton of enthusiastic Wooly bear costumed children and adults on the side. I took a couple of photos while I was on our float going by. By the way, I was with Melissa Mack and her son Jet, and we rode this uh, trolley-like thing. It, it looked like a a rolling diner car, complete with uh, with a desk and stools. And we had a great time passing out candy for the front half. We ran out of candy by the time we 
uh, turned the bend under the bridge and then everybody was just waving and we had a great time. I'm going to share those pictures. Just look for it on weatherjazz.com, episode number 246. I'll post a couple of those pictures. And yes, coming up at the end of this podcast, I will reveal to you for those who were not able to stay until the end of the Woolly Bear Festival, which is uh, usually right around five o'clock. That's when we unveil the Woolly Bear forecast. I'll have that forecast for you, the very same one that was announced to everybody that was uh, still in the audience coming up a little bit later on after the break. But first of all, before we take a break, I wanted to address the severe weather that broke out yesterday. We had a very strong cold front progressing through Oklahoma, and as it did, a line, and I do mean a really nasty line of thunderstorms that developed. We had 14 Reports of tornadoes, uh, according to the Severe Storms Forecast Center. And most of those were in Oklahoma, 10 of them, Oklahoma, and four of them were reported in extreme southwest Missouri as the line went through. I will also be posting some of the show notes, including a map that plots all of the tornadic uh, events, the hail events, the wind events, the tornadoes on the map are plotted in red dots. And it's very easy uh, to see just exactly what happened. I'll also try to embed a tweet from one of the subsets of the National Weather Service. And you will see a truly amazing sequence, a loop, a visible satellite loop, including some of the embedded lightning data that satellites can now detect Truly fascinating. You'll see the evolution of that line yesterday. Now, today, that line of severe weather will be moving to the northeast. We have a slight risk of severe thunderstorms today from the upper peninsula of Michigan, from near Mackinac Island, all the way down to and including Chicago and down to St. Louis. I will post that map also on weatherjazz.com, episode number 246. Well, coming up after the break, we'll talk about the month of October so far in the greater Cleveland area and also the seasonal snow totals over the history of the last almost century and an interesting little tidbit of information about last year and last year's departure from normal when you look at the big picture. We'll talk about all of that and I'll have the Wooly Bear forecast coming up right after this break. All right, we are back with some interesting data as we dig into a meteorological phenomenon occurring in Northeast Ohio in October. Now, we've had plenty of very nice Octobers in the past. It's not overly unusual to see temperatures in the 70s, even low 80s for a short while early on. We're close to the records. The record high for today, for instance, is 86 degrees. Nowhere close to that today, but temperatures may flirt with 80, as we mentioned. Anything above 70 at this time of year, it's a bonus because normal high temperatures are now beginning to edge closer to upper 50s and low 60s. But meteorologist Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist on WJW Television this morning, 
tweeted something interesting. By the way, if you want to follow his uh, Twitter handle, it is at Scott Sable, S-A-B-O-L-F-O-X-8. So that's at Scott Sable Fox 8. And he said this morning, the way the forecast is playing out each day in the first half of October, we will feature high temperatures above normal. Only one other year since 1940 has this happened, and that is 2017. And then he puts in a parenthetical statement, no connection to the winter ahead, separate drivers at play. So I will also place on weatherjazz.com, episode number 245, the graph that shows the calendar for October, the number of days above normal and below normal. No below normal days so far, and virtually every single day, either a little above to a lot above normal. And I see one, two, three, four, and today will be five days that are 10 degrees off the departure from normal. And uh, so we're off and running to a great October, but as most of you know by now, but still get caught into the excitement of having such a beautiful uh, period in the month of October, Many of you still ask the question, does this point to the kind of winter we're going to see this year? And the answer is always, underscore, always, unequivocally, no. Doesn't necessarily point in that direction. Which brings me to another aspect of winter, and that is total snowfall. And Scott, again, tweeted an interesting graph. And I'll have that graph for you again on weatherjazz.com, episode number 245. Here's his tweet from this morning. Here are the seasonal snow totals versus the 20-year average for Cleveland. We've had six straight winters with below normal snowfall. The late 1960s was the only other period close to that. By the way, The 1970s were not the snowiest period. The snowiest period were the 2000s, which had 31% more snow than the average. Very interesting. Numbers don't lie. It's interesting how people tend to forget things or accent some things that they went through, like the 1970s. Yes, it was a very cold period, especially in the late 1970s, but it wasn't necessarily all that snowy. Now, perhaps we remember all the snow because it stuck around for such a long period of time. Once it did snow, it didn't melt because it was so cold. Uh, But in terms of the averages, it was near and even slightly below average at times in the 1970s. And late 70s, in particular, 1979-1980, ended up uh, 10 to 20 degrees below, or 10 to 20 inches, rather, below the norm. But this is the first time in quite a long time that we've had six consecutive years with below normal snowfall. Will we see number seven? Well, stay tuned, because in a couple of weeks, Scott Sable and I will be on live on Weather Jazz talking about that winter weather forecast, the one that we look at as scientists looking at all of the parameters and try to 
get a handle on the flavor of winter. Now, we cannot forecast specific storms, specific periods of cold, specific warm-ups or thaws. We just can't do that. Nobody can. However, with the, the right analysis, we can get pretty close to the what we call the, the flavor of a winter. Will it be colder than normal? By and large. Will it be snowier than normal? By and large. Or will it be the opposite? Or will it be near normal? Those are the kinds of things that we'll try to put together in just a couple of weeks, and I hope you join us. In the meantime, Mr. Woolly Bear or Mrs. Woolly Bear have put together their forecast. You see, as far as the Woolly Bear goes, and there's a lot of confusion as to how this works, but let me give you a little inside scoop and hopefully take the mystery out of at least what the folklore says about the woolly bear. Woolly bears, truly woolly bears, are brown in the middle and black on both ends. If they're all one color, if they're all white or they're all black, guess what, folks? It's not a woolly bear. Uh, So it's a different kind of caterpillar And it's not a woolly bear, the kind that is the quote-unquote folklore weather predictor. So what about the woolly bear? You see one where you've got a brown middle and two black ends. Take a look at how much brown there is in the middle. If there's only a little bit of brown in the middle and the woolly bear is mostly black from both ends, that says it's going to be a cold winter. And the reason being, the Lord has designed them in such a way that... The black helps them to absorb the heat from the sun more readily as the sun gets lower and lower in the sky before winter sets in because they're going to need that heat to survive the cold. But we all know that that is folklore. Why? Because woolly bears have a sugar alcohol in their blood that prevents them from freezing. Now, do they go into hibernation? Yes, they do. Uh, However, their blood does not freeze because of the sugar alcohol that is in their system. And that way, when it warms up, the the blood just starts to become less viscous and starts to flow, and that's when they come out of hibernation. Okay, let's go to the opposite end of the scale. A lot of brown in the middle and just a little black on both ends indicates that, well, the caterpillar doesn't really need to absorb that much in the way of sunshine because the winter is going to be a very mild one again it's folklore you can virtually find both kinds of caterpillars any year it just happens to be the first one that you see is the one that you remember and may postulate a winter weather forecast based on the black and the brown of the woolly bear caterpillar Okay, you're probably wanting to get a better feel for the woolly bear forecast, the one that was issued yesterday in Vermilion. Now, I don't have the exact script with me. However, it was shared with me, so I'm essentially going to give you the highlights of this year's woolly bear forecast. It indicated that November may be a fooler in the sense that it will be very quiet. And the reason for that is that the minute we hop on over to just after Thanksgiving 
into much of December, December could be the kind of month that will kind of kick us in the teeth, so to speak, with lots of cold and lots of snow and lots of lake effect snows for the eastern areas of Northeast Ohio. Now, once we get into January and February, it appears as though we're going to start flip-flopping and get a little more variety in the mix. But I wouldn't put our snow shovels away at this stage because there'll be plenty of snowfalls in between some warm-ups, just that the warm-ups will give us a little more variety and not just a constant source of a desire to head south. So that's essentially the woolly bear forecast. What will we say, though, when we examine all of the scientific parameters that will be coming in the coming weeks? So make sure you stay tuned for that. That'll be at the end of this month or very early November at the very latest right here on Weather Jazz. It will certainly be a very well advertised episode, and it's always the episode that gets the most downloads. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about weather jazz to those inside your sphere of influence, especially if you hear an episode that you know would pique the attention of someone that you know via email, via the Internet, via social media, or my very favorite, right over the fence to your next door neighbor. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, I welcome your input. Always looking for your email. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line by telephone, 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. Dial carefully and follow the voice prompts. Leave your message. And I might even use that message, especially if it's a question or a topic suggestion, with a future podcast episode. Well, there is a ton going on in the science community. I'm starting to collect the data, and I'll have that whole aggregate coming up on Wednesday. Hope to see you. In just a couple of days, right here in Weather Jazz. Also, one more interesting note. One of my favorite people in Iceland, his name is Jon Jonsson. We've had him on Weather Jazz. He is coming out with a brand new album uh, on Friday. And uh, they're having a giant Icelandic countdown. He's releasing some of the names of the tracks. And as a full disclosure, while I do understand a little Icelandic. I don't understand all the words of his songs, but you don't have to. As we discovered when we actually chatted with Jon during this podcast, uh, probably about a year back now uh, that uh, we had him on right in the middle of COVID from his home. He was uh, just a delightful family man, and I can't wait for his Friday album. So maybe we'll highlight a couple of cuts on Friday, on Open Line Friday, if we can get permission from Yon to do that. I'm sure that he will give us the thumbs up. And I told him, hey, we're going to have to get you back on with this new uh, new material so you can talk to people about that. So at some stage, he's going to be really, really busy with the release of his album. Uh, but uh, in the near future, hopefully, we will have him back on as well. Well, have a delightful rest of your week. This is a real easy one to digest with sunshine and near 80. It'll continue for a little while longer. 
There is a pattern shift, though, at the end of the week. We'll get back to normal and even a little cooler as we head into this coming weekend. All right, have a great week and a great Monday. We'll see you on Wednesday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.